It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, April 21st. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. Dianne Feinstein has been a U.S. Senator since 1992, and people have strong opinions as to whether, given her prolonged Senate absence, it's time for the 89-year-old to step away from her role. Tonight, the California Report hears what Golden State residents have to say. We've got your local news, which includes details on the reported South Yuba River drowning, before we take a look at your weekend weather forecast. Then Ben Morrison from San Francisco-based string band The Brothers Comatose joins KVMR's Felton Pruitt. The five-piece bluegrass band plays the Miners Foundry in downtown Nevada City on Friday, May 5th. This is the California Report. I'm Eddie Bolaños in San Francisco. As communities across the state grapple with the long-term impacts of recent floods, added challenges are coming to light. Stormwater has flushed more fertilizer and manure into aquifers, which could pollute drinking water in much of the state. CalMatters environment reporter Alistair Bland has more. Towns across California, especially farm communities in the San Joaquin and Salinas Valleys, have been plagued for decades with nitrate-contaminated groundwater. Nitrate is a pollutant that comes mostly from nitrogen fertilizers used on crops and orchards, but also from animal manure at dairy farms. Now, contamination of these water systems could get worse. The rain that soaked many of the state's farms and dairies this year also washed nitrate into underground basins that provide drinking water. In some places, the stormwater could improve conditions by diluting the nitrate, but in others, nitrate levels could jump. It's hard to quantify the nitrate problem because so many people have private wells. There are about 150,000 of them in the Central Valley, and few are routinely monitored for contaminants. That was CalMatters environment reporter Alistair Bland. State regulators will be providing 100% of the water requested by cities and farms, thanks in large part to winter storms, which have filled reservoirs and built massive snowpack. The State Water Project, a system of reservoirs, canals, and dams across California, will provide full water allocations to the 27 million customers it serves, which includes about 750,000 acres of farmland. The last time the Department of Water Resources fully met water requests was in 2006. And just last year, when the state was stuck in a years-long drought, regulators slashed water allocations for those who rely on the state water project to 5%. For decades, Dianne Feinstein has been one of the most popular politicians in California. Now 89 years old and recovering in San Francisco from a bout of shingles, she's facing calls to resign. KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer asked voters for their thoughts about the senior senator. At a children's playground in San Francisco's Mission District, music teacher Thomas Dinish takes a break from eating a sandwich to consider Dianne Feinstein's career. You know, she's been in the game forever. Um, you have to respect the woman for what she's done. And then what about people who are saying, you know what, you need to resign because you can't go back there and vote right now? Uh, I think that decision's up to her and, and her people and her team. On 24th Street, Edith Reyes notes the high stakes in Washington right now. She's voted for Feinstein before and thinks she's done an adequate job, but... There's a time for a change and this may be it for Diane Feinstein to step down and allow somebody else to take her place. Down the street, Andre Barnes says he's lived in the city a long time, but it's been years since he's even thought about Feinstein. 
You know what I mean? Like when Willie Brown was like a state legislator, you kind of understood what he was doing. He raised money, he got, he got things done. Feinstein, I just don't have a clue. She should go enjoy her life. She's old. Of course, old is a relative word. On a recent morning at the Rossmore Retirement Community in Walnut Creek, seniors were playing a vigorous game of pickleball. Inside a nearby clubhouse, three members of the Rossmore Democratic Club mulled over the Feinstein dilemma. At 91, Joyce Brock is older than Feinstein, but she rejects the idea that Feinstein is being treated unfairly because she's a woman. I don't think this is, has to do with gender. Because of my age, I know myself that I'm not as good as I was when I was 85. Her friend, Alice Claire King, a relatively young 79, notes that the nearly 40 million people in California need a full voice in Washington. As the biggest state in the country, uh, with only two senators, we need her vote. We need um, a senator who's at full speed and can give his or her all. Amal Molik, calling on his Indian heritage, has a nuanced take on Feinstein's age. In the Asian culture, age is regarded as a very great value. Like the other two, Molik seems resigned to the fact that ultimately, Feinstein may have to step down, giving Governor Gavin Newsom an appointment. But... Let us be clear on this. There'll be no voice like Dianne Feinstein. Whoever he appoints will have very large shoes to fill. Meanwhile, Feinstein's staff insists she'll be back in Washington once her health allows her to travel. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. If you've tried to buy a ticket to a concert or sporting event recently, you've probably experienced a bit of sticker shock. Prices have been rising in large part due to sky-high service charges from companies like Ticketmaster and Live Nation. For that reason, Southern California State Senator Scott Wilk has proposed a bill to end what he calls a monopoly in the ticket service industry. Ticketmaster will require venues to sign an exclusive agreement with them. And in return, they get access to the Live Nation talent. And if you do that, you're rewarded with a kickback. Venue gets a kickback. But let's be honest, all those costs are passed on to the consumers. Wilk says SB 829 would prohibit those exclusivity clauses and allow venues to work with other ticket sellers if they so choose. The bill passed its first committee hearing this week, in which one senator complained about paying $800 in service fees for four tickets to the Kings Warriors playoff series. A corresponding bill has been introduced in the state assembly that would better regulate the secondary ticket marketplace. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. And that's the California Report for Friday, April 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, Catherine Monahan, Christopher Beal, and Seal Muller. 
Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Let's take a look at today's local news. A news release from Nevada County Consolidated Fire District says a swift water rescue team was dispatched around 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday for a possible drowning in a remote area of the South Yuba River, about a mile and a half from the Bridgeport Crossing. Due to the remoteness of the incident, two members of the helicopter rescue team were dispatched to the area as well. The terrain was challenging, creating difficulties for units from local fire departments to access the individual. Upon arrival, the crews located an unresponsive teenage male on the bank of the river. The teen was one of four experienced kayakers who had been attempting to navigate the Yuba. Because of the teen's inaccessible location, the helicopter rescue team hoisted the unresponsive kayaker to paramedic crews waiting at Bridgeport. Despite resuscitation efforts, the teen was pronounced deceased at the scene. The release continues, saying this unfortunate event is an early reminder that the rivers are powerful, cold, and relentless. The Sierra snowmelt is expected to last into July with unseasonably high water flows. Regardless of your level of comfort, Nevada County Consolidated Fire District cautions, quote, be aware of your surroundings and situation. Nevada County Connects, the county's public transportation service, will offer free fare for Earth Day Saturday, April 22nd. They encourage residents to celebrate Earth Day by reducing carbon emissions and hopping on a Nevada County Connects bus to get to your destination. The historic downtown Grass Valley Library hosts what they're calling a ghost travaganza on Wednesday, April 26th. The paranormal event begins at 7 p.m. with a screening of Phantoms of the Holbrook. After the viewing, the film's writer, narrator, and co-producer Mark Lyon will take the stage. And if you fancy yourself a ghost hunter, The library has ghost hunting kits for checkout at the ready. This weekend, Northern California residents will have the chance to catch one of the oldest known meteor showers in the sky. According to NASA, the Lyrids meteor shower was first recorded in 687 BC and has been studied for more than 2,000 years. Although the shower became active April 15th, Saturday and Sunday will be prime viewing time, when the shower is at its most visible. NASA's website says, quote, The Lyrids are known for their fast and bright meteors. Lyrids don't tend to leave long, glowing dust trains behind them as they streak through the Earth's atmosphere, but they can produce the occasional bright flash called a fireball. At its peak, you can see 18 meteors per hour. This story reported by the Sacramento Bee. Now on to your forecast from the National Weather Service. Well, it actually feels like spring out there. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight partly cloudy with a low around 50 degrees. Saturday sunny with a high near 72. Saturday evening will be partly cloudy with a low around 50 degrees. Sunday sunny with a high near 70. Sunday night mostly clear with a low around 47 degrees. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 32 degrees. Saturday mostly sunny with a high near 59. Saturday night will be mostly cloudy with a low around 34 degrees. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 57. Sunday night is partly cloudy with a low around 33 degrees. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 57. 
Saturday, sunny with a high near 83. Saturday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 54 degrees. Sunday, sunny with a high near 83. Sunday night will be mostly clear with a low around 51 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Whether you describe them as a five-piece bluegrass band that went crazy or a rowdy string band, Bay Area-based The Brothers Comatose used their downtime during the pandemic to write, play, record, repeat. Although they just released an album in 2022, their newest album, Ear Snacks, came out this year. The band's guitar player and vocalist joins KVMR's Felton Pruitt up ahead. We're talking with Ben Morrison from the Brothers Comatose, who are coming to our area playing the Miner's Foundry on Friday, May 5th. It's an 8 o'clock show, and it's going to be a wonderful show. Don't you think, Ben? I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the Brothers Comatose and educate our listeners here. Now, I've been playing you guys. I think the first album I got was the City Painted Gold album. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was our, that's our uh, third record, I believe. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was um, what, 2016, I think, 15, 16, something like that. Nailed, yeah, you nailed it, right. right. <laughs> uh, we put out a couple since, or a few since then, I should say. Yeah, we've been we've been cooking lately, which is pretty fun. Well, now, if people really want to figure out what you guys are and whether they should come out to the show on May 5th, they should go to uh, your website, and then you link over to some great videos on YouTube uh, that you guys put together. Uh, yeah, just go straight, to, or website, or straight to YouTube, either one will... Uh, We'll give you give you an idea. So let's let's spell it for them now. It's brothers. Spell out brothers, or you can also do the b r o s dot. I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. And then comatose is c o m a t o s e. And uh, I I really enjoy your videos. Talk a little bit about your process. You know, we've always made videos, but I think we during the pandemic we ramped it up quite a bit because we couldn't really do anything else. Shows weren't happening and. To keep us from going totally insane, we just wanted to uh, try to get together and play music as much as possible. And um, But uh, geography didn't really allow for that as much because our fiddle player lives in Mexico, our mandolin player lives in L.A., and the rest of us are uh, San Francisco Bay Area. So uh, once a month, we just get together for a couple of days and just play a bunch of music and make, make a handful of videos. And, uh, and that kind of led into kind of just uh calling a bunch of friends up and saying hey do you want to do a song make a video and we've kind of been doing it a ton and for the last two years now so we've collected quite the uh grouping of videos and made a ton with friends which has been super fun so would you describe yourself as a five-piece bluegrass band that went crazy (laughs) i've never thought of it like that but uh, yeah yeah you could definitely do that i you know we we kind of call ourselves like a rowdy string band but um that that works great too actually well i would encourage people if they go onto youtube they could there's a video you guys do of honky-tonk women with the rainbow girls which is very entertaining oh yeah they're they're super fun yeah that was that was a really fun one to make and you seem to get together with lots of uh, local musicians. I see you've got another one with the T Sisters as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm married to one of them, so it's uh, that definitely helps. a lot easier to get together with, <laughs> with them. So, yeah, 
and uh yeah it's it's been cool yeah we um we've definitely been focusing on california bay area musicians and yeah we got some with sean hayes and megan maples and all sorts of talented people it's been pretty fun Talk about how the band got together and why in the world did you call yourselves the Brothers Comatose? Except <laughs> I, I know that your brother's in the band, so that's probably a start. So that's the first part. Yeah, the Brothers part. Um, that's yeah, Alex. My brother plays, that's Alex. Alex plays banjo, yeah. You know, it started years ago, and I, it just kind of popped into my head one day, and I attribute it to the fact that when Alex is getting super into the banjo, when he's like, even when he's on stage or just, plucking around whenever he's super into it he's his eyes kind of like roll into the back of his head <laughs> and he got this like sort of coma type look to him so uh i think that that kind of like worked its way into my subconscious and all popped out uh brothers comatose one day you know i have no idea <laughs> and it was you know i was like this kind of dumb and uh but it was memorable and we ended up just sticking with it so if we want to see the Brothers Comatose and find out what they're doing, you can come to the Miner's Foundry on May 5th. When people show up, what kind of a musical experience are they going to get? Oh, we, we take everybody on a, a, a roller coaster ride. You know, it goes from everywhere from super rowdy, rockin' bluegrass to um, mellow folk to uh, Irish dance moves and, uh, and back again. So, yeah, we run the gamut. I'll remind people we are talking with Ben Morrison from the Brothers Comatose. They're coming to the Miners Foundry on Friday, May 5th. Now, you guys are really, uh, you're working hard this year. I'm looking at some of your tour schedules, and uh, you're, you're heading out to the Old Settlers uh, Music Festival pretty quick out there in Austin. That's a great festival. Yeah, just a few days. I, uh, we we do, did it years ago, but um, this year we get to play uh, on the main stage and uh, we get to see our buddies, the Wood Brothers. That's going to be super fun. They're fantastic. And I'm pretty excited about it. And then Merle Fest is on your uh, tour schedule as well. Yeah. Yeah. That one's really cool. Do you I know what wait. stage, what stage are you playing on the, out at Merle Fest? You know, I think we're doing the main stage and we are doing uh, like a, like a dance party set or something like that. Yeah, because they only have 12 stages at Merle Fest, so they, they move you around. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. We did the hillside stage last time, and then we did one of the tents. But, um, yeah, we got super lucky and, and got popped on the main stage, so we'll see. I see some other big festivals, like you're playing Live Oak Music Festival here in California, and then you're doing the Three Sisters uh, Festival out in Tennessee, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's really cool, too. Yeah, Live and, and I love Live Oak. Man, I just love playing festivals. Everybody's always so happy and joyful. Yeah, it's and it's great to be able to get back out and do them again. Of course, we had a few years where that wasn't the case. Oh, God, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Glad they're back. Yeah, we're excited. So your website says that you have actually ridden horses to gigs. Is that actually true? That is actually uh, true. That was uh, We did a horseback tour a while back. It must have been like 2017 or something like that. Um, it was only a few shows, but uh, and it was in the California foothills, and they weren't that far apart, but it was uh, still a lot. So we like we we rode horses, we tried to film it, and and that was uh, it was kind of a crazy idea because <laughs> it was exhausting. You know, we like got up, rode horses to the gig, uh, we did our sound check, rode back 
set up camp, rode back, did the gig, and then we rode back to the, you know, it was just, uh, and I'm not good on a horse. In fact, my <laughs> horse was terrible and it tried to buck me off uh, many times. So <laughs> it was it was kind of rough for me, but um, overall the experience was super memorable besides I can imagine you guys getting a, a covered wagon and putting amps and uh, monitors and guitars and banjos in there and then pulling oh, that along. That, too. <laughs> that is a good idea. We should have done that next time. Yeah. Next time we do a horse tour. All right. And then you guys used to do your own uh, festival uh, up in the foothills or in the mountains. Do you still do that? You know, we haven't for uh, a few years now, but we have grand plans to get it up and running again for 2024. Okay. What was it called? Comatopia. Right, right. And you think maybe next year you're going to pull that together? Yeah. And where, I, I where, strongly believe we will. And where would that happen? Well, that's the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if anybody listening has a big uh, swath of property uh, in the foothills and wants to host a festival, give us a call. Very good. And if they wanted to find your website, uh, give that to them. Thebrotherscomatose.com. Do they have to put the the in there? Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, you could, or just Google it, and uh, and it'll it should pop up pretty quick. So, what's going on with uh, recording now? Is turning up the ground your last album? It is technically our last studio album. Uh, we put that out last late summer, fall, um, and then we just put out an Ear Snacks album. Ear Snacks uh, refer to the videos that we make uh, that we've been making and putting out weekly for the last couple of years. And we made a compilation album of our some of our favorites, and that just came out uh, like a month ago, I believe. And we have a live record coming out later this year, which I don't think is announced yet, so I hope I didn't screw anything up right there. Uh, and we're going to get back into the studio at some point, I think this summer, and work on the next record. So you are a happening band right now? Something, Something's happening, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're just, we're just going, we're just having fun and, and trying to play as much as possible. We've been talking with Ben Morrison from the Brothers Comatose. They're coming to the Miners Foundry in Nevada City on Friday, May 5th. Have you ever been out to the Miners Foundry before? You know, I, I think we played a wedding there years and years ago. And um, I always thought when we walked in, I'm like, this would be an awesome place for a show. So I'm looking forward to it after all these years. Well, we will see you uh, May 5th. Brothers Comatose, Miners Foundry. Thanks for talking with us, Ben. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. That's our newscast for this Friday, April 21st. Listen to anything you may have missed on our website, kvmr.org, and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Milkman Toner Company, providing local hometown service for network printers, copiers, and scanners. Carrying remanufactured toner cartridges with printer support. Serving Northern California counties from San Francisco to Lake Tahoe milkmancompany.com and Rental Guys, now at 302 Railroad Ave, Grass Valley, providing equipment rentals from home projects to large-scale construction and project sizes in between. Family owned and operated since 1959, rentalguys.com. Support for KVMR's Future of Radio projects comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.